on the miles with that yank hard yesterday, Skip. I be on these miles of hen dog, and now y'all got problems with me. That, Let uh... me celebrate. Episode 80. Let's go. Apparently, do you have a story for me? I actually don't have a story, but I do have an interesting, interesting question. Y'all niggas got me hot. Jumpman Jones, you're not live inside episode 80 of the Kickin' Shit Podcast. The crew is back together, back together. To my left, to my left, you already know what it is. It's my boy, it's my partner, it's my dog, it's Jukebox Johnny, a.k.a. Crown Daddy, a.k.a. the ladies call him Crown Poppy. Catch him at Infuse on Saturday, buying $5 shots of Crown Triples all night. What up, man? Hello. How's everyone doing today? Happy Monday, everyone. I heard this new nickname, Crown Daddy. Crown Daddy. Do you want an explanation of how this came about? I would like it because I heard I it and I was like, <laughs> he don't even know. Who calls I don't even you know. that? I don't know. I, I'm always in deep thought or whatever. Somebody's in the house. I'm always in deep thought or whatever. And um, So you came up with Crown Daddy. Because when we was in, uh, I noticed he never changes the vibe when it comes to his drinking. Okay. It's always one thing. And so with it being always one thing, when we stepped in the store, I thought maybe he'd do something different. And um, no, he was like, yo, let me get crowned. And so I was like, this nigga. I don't wait for the drop. I mean, that's That's very true. That's really all that you drink. I know. I don't wait for the drop. I'm like, what them crown prices looking like? Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, well, let me get some El Himidor. So I was just like, yo, this nigga is funny. Well, we Crown need to get sponsored Daddy. by Crown, so maybe we need to do a little bit pushing. Um, that's where that came from. So that's that. That's how you got the name Crown Daddy. All right. So we're trying to push it, and we're trying to have people call you that. Uh, I will not. You know, I don't know. I just let my management handle everything, <laughs> and if it. It, if it takes off, it takes just off. Got management. <laughs> All right. And to my right, to my right, the beautiful, the talented, the vocabulary queen is Miss Nikki. What's up, guys? I'm back. Real quick. Um, and then back for another week. I wanted her to join the crew, everybody together. We want to welcome Miss Nita back. What's going on? Uh, 
Yeah. So I was thinking, man, I had a really hard week this week. Not gonna lie to y'all, man, but I'm trying to be. Oh, sorry, I'm busy. Oh. Trying to be upfront with the listeners. I was like really depressed this week. I was like, damn, I'm in my thirties. Like, what's my next move in life? And I was like, damn, what is it? I don't know it. So I got really depressed thinking about it. And I still don't know what it is. So I'm still depressed. You guys ever felt that way? <laughs> my bad. Won't sound sick. Well, speaking of 30, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Because my friend, she just texted me. Like, did your 30 come with a double chin? Oh, and shit. And I was like, well, Ooh. my 30 came with 30 pounds. So, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a bit depressing on that end of it. But not... Not Are you looking? Going. It is very depressing. Are you looking to change something? Yeah, definitely. Feeling very complacent. I do, but I just feel like I need like a um, like one of those things where you lock yourself away from people for like a week and figure stuff out with no distractions. Go take a little vacay by yourself. That's what I probably yeah, need to do. Cut your phone off, B. Can't do that. Yeah, you got to cut your phone off. That's a good idea, actually. Trust me. And then all my hoes gonna be like. Excuse fuck, me, all my all, fuck all, 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 all my all my girls that I talk to gonna be like, dang, I ain't heard from you in a week. They'll all of right. my, how many of them listen now? Since they know they're in the team, on the team. Downplay it. I don't care. I keep it up front with them from the get. All right, so they know which which <laughs> place they are on the roster. <laughs> Bitch, you come off the bench. They know they play. You the six man. They know you they the point guard. I need you. You Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, listen, I don't know how y'all found this podcast, man, but you can find this podcast, Spotify, Google Play, CastBox, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, like, comment, all that good shit. Um, shout out everybody listening to last week's episode. We appreciate it. Shout out to Nita. Shout out to Darius. Shout out to everybody that joined us on that last episode. We appreciate all that, all the feedback, all the comments, everything. We appreciate that. Um, also, just before we get started, one thing. We were out in California a couple weeks ago. We did get the chance to visit the beautiful city of Santa Clarita. Shortly after we left, there was a high school shooting. This is the 233rd high school shooting in the United States of America. Um, oh, kinda, still counting? Yeah, they still count. Um, and it hit close to home because... My homeboy, his kids stay out there, and they go to a high school out there, Canyon High School. So, uh, fortunately, I talked to him, and all the kids are safe. Everybody's sound. Um, prayers up to those two that lost their lives, and it's a sad situation. I'm not going to stay in that somber mood too long. Um, other than that, man, everybody good? I think everybody so, had man. A good week? Feeling great. Yeah, had a good week, man. All right, man. I, uh, uh, I don't know what I did this week. Veg Fest. Tell me about Veg Fest. Oh, yeah. I went to Veg Fest um, at Camp North End on Thursday. Get your vegan on. Sh- yeah. Shout out to all the vegans of Charlotte. They put on a pretty good show. Um, there was a lot of places you could eat at. I was most impressed by this chef called Chef Joya. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to go to her next event. Everybody so, likes her shit. Yeah. So her uh, pop-ups, she do like, she'll announce them the day before. Um, that oh, she has exclusive. them, yeah, and then you'll you just have to show up, and she sells out quick. So I'm definitely gonna go to her next pop up. I start following her, um, and then there was like this vegan wine out there. Well, I guess all wines are vegan, I was gonna say, I was but like, they put like beet juice in it, and that shit had your boy a little tipsy, and I felt like I was you know getting all the antioxidants I needed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What'd you have from Chef Joya? Oh, I had a uh, country fried chicken. Um, chicken. yeah, chicken. And they spell it incorrectly, so you know it's not real chicken. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she has some rainbow collard greens. Mm. 
Uh, mac and cheese. Apparently, her mac and cheese is world famous. She got voted top ten mac and cheeses in Charlotte, and um, it was really good. And she had a good personality. I could see us hanging out. There we go. Well, that's good. <laughs> there we go. That, She's that. gonna be the vegan. Though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bottom line. Oh man. Um, they niggas find a way to turn anything good to something unhealthy. I'm sorry. So uh, many layers of breading on that shit. Of course it tastes good. It was it's probably the best thing I had shit all is week. Good as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was fried. It's like church's chicken. You get this much chicken and this much breading. I'm like, man. Hey, bro. But, but you I know love what? the bread. My cholesterol didn't spike at all. Oh, I get the fuck out of here. My cholesterol didn't spike at all. Oh, no, you would No know. animal fat. No I animal fat. Tested. Animal fat I, is good cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want me to argue, I eat meat, though. Hey. Pause. He does eat meat. Um, But shout out to all the black vegans, man. I was very impressed. I said, like, look at this. Look at this community. Was you know? it specifically black? I think it was geared towards black people, okay. uh, but there were white vendors out there, but I think it was a lot. I would say probably like 60% black, 40% white. At this point, anytime they have anything at Camp North End, it's pretty uh, pretty black. Yeah, and they finished building over there. It's really nice. Did they add uh, a bunch of stuff? Yeah, you know, on the front side, on the Graham Street oh, side, okay. um, the side that you come through on Statesville, the warehouse side, um, looks like they're going to leave that how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they're gonna put apartments over there. Of they got course. a brewery that they're building yeah, over there. Had me a brewery. Yep. So Camp North End, man, it's crazy to see that because I grew. I used to go to church over there. When I was little in that area, and um, now it's just like, ah, uh, it's about to be whitey white white. <laughs> we always go over there when it's empty. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like, that was like during the, the day. Time yeah, and they opened up that little warehouse where we took those pictures at that day. That's where the event was at. Oh, nice. Yeah, in that warehouse with the different murals on yeah. each door. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Yes. All right. Um, other than that, man, we're going to dive into today's show. It's pretty jam-packed. Let's go ahead and get into these politics. Talk to him. Hey, man, we back here for politics one more week. We're going to breeze through it this week. Not much going on. Uh, the impeachment inquiry started on Capitol Hill this week. Um, pretty much what this is is um, a lot of questioning towards politicians that might have been involved with Trump. Um, his lawyers are getting questioned. Anybody that was working with Trump um, during his time when he was talking to the Ukraine. Um, but Trump is like, every time somebody goes up there and answers a question, he's like, um, <laughs> he's like, oh, this is another witch hunt. This is another witch hunt. You guys aren't going to find anything on me. Well, they're not going to preach him before he gets out of office, right? Mm, it had to, it had to be like some real clear cut evidence to the point where it feels like he was trying to hurt the country intentionally. I feel like the process is taking too long. It's going to take forever so if they do anything. The point at this who knows i think right now it's just a power thing it's like all right let's just see if we can get people off of his team so Uh, they can vote for us in the next election okay that's valid because i feel like by the time that they've really done anything it'll be time to run like officially for 2020 exactly and then maybe the punishment will just he be not allowed to run and it's gonna be hard to beat him because he's a sitting president the economy is doing good is um you gotta really good. get something yeah good for those that matter I yes, guess not wealthy. not us regular folk, uh, <laughs> but you gotta do something to get people off his side because if the country looks like it's doing good why would you vote for somebody else you know so I think this is all it is is they're trying to find a way 
to pull people from Team Trump and bring them back to the Democratic side. Which is valid. Yeah, very valid. Very valid. Also, my uh, baby Gail King. Can, can we I, end with Gail King? You want to end with Gail? Because <laughs> you're going to go from serious. <laughs> tell, tell me why this Byron Allen case is important. All right, so Byron Allen uh, is a TV executive, black TV executive, and he is suing Comcast, which is a ma- major cable network, and they got studios and things like that. He's suing them for racial discrimination because they didn't want to do a contract with his one of his television networks. Um, and this is kind of similar to what's going on with Monique. She's suing Netflix because of discrimination. Um, and apparently it's a law that says, let me see if I can pull this up. <laughs> Some kind of civil, it's part of the civil rights act, but basically if you're, um, ahead of a black network or something like that, you got to get a fair shake. And he basically Byron saying they're not giving him a fair shake because of his skin color and because he's black. And they saying if he loses this battle, it could do something to our civil rights yeah as people so it's probably gonna go to supreme court and if the supreme court sides with comcast then it could change how um companies like bt are centric are these black companies are viewed by um entertainment networks and studios are they still um owned by black people centric i know BT. i think viacom it? owns them okay yeah. just like they own bt okay yeah I, think this I mean, I think weird. Revolt is probably the biggest black network right that now. The, I think it's the is only it? one that's owned by a black person at right now. Really? It's Revolt. Yeah, because no black people don't own BT. Yeah, uh, Robert Johnson sold BT to Viacom before he oh, left. Oh, that's right. And there's probably black networks out there that we just don't see. I feel like The Root is kind of a network. They have their own. But on television? Not on television. Television is totally different than internet. But black people don't watch TV no more. That's true. Is that a... We is, can't afford is, that shit. <laughs> Is that, that's what I'm saying. Is that a fact? We on the fire stick. I, is that a fact? We should on the fire stick. I would love to go out and do a survey and just like ask how many black, black families got cable. Like, how many do you, do you actually watch cable or do you do a streaming service? Netflix. I think you have to look at like the older people because a lot of older people don't oh, yeah, like fire stick. My parents. Like True. So they the still watch TV, for, yeah. Yeah, they definitely watch their TV. stories. Yeah, oh, my yeah. parents be killing like, young, young and the restless. And, and they better not watch it without the other one. They're seeing uh, the white on the TV, and True. he's pushing. We need a good black soap opera on the channels. What? I guess we do. We got Tyler real, Perry's real housewives. Tyler Perry is going to soaps. make the black soaps. He's going to make the black everything. I just don't want to have to only get it on BET. True, and their streaming network, which apparently is not that good. Well, if we Beach could get it from Revolt, mm-hmm. but you know. If you want to give it from somewhere black, the only place black to be would get that shit from Revolt, and he paired with BET. Which is an illusion that is owned by blacks. So I can only watch Revolt if I have cable. Yeah. If you have, what was it? Yeah, cable. Which certain particular cable? Yeah, I, I think Spectrum. I don't think Verizon has it. That's um, why we don't have it. True. I mean, Revolt don't got nothing on it for me. Nah, they Drink Champs, but I can listen oh, to Drink you Champs. You can watch most every. Oh yeah, own no, that one. Yeah, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. She Oprah. still owns. How we forget about Oprah? She the yeah, queen. I don't think no, didn't she go to Apple? Did she? Doesn't she have a show on Apple now? Yes, she does have a show on Apple, but she still has own network. Oh, true. So she, you're right in that statement. True, true, true. Um, well, that's crazy, B. Well, I did want to talk about Gail King, man, busting that thing wide open for her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Shout out to Gail King, man. She uh, came out and she said that she did let one of her ex-boyfriends take nude pictures of her or do a nude photo shoot. 
I don't know what she means by photo shoot. When you say photo shoot, it makes it seem like it's a little bit more professional. But she's probably just spread eagle across the bed while he took photos with his fucking camera. Why did she tell this information? That's a good question. I didn't do enough research. All I seen was Gail King busting it open. I was like, and you're Yo, not going to see the nudes because she took the footage oh, from the Oh, probably. So, Oprah probably made sure they're not coming out. black woman. Yeah, would I would like, like to see that smart black woman we in all her 50s, all, in all her glory. All our news are on somebody's phone somewhere. Nah, see, I don't what? put my face in them. They you just are. got pictures of my dick in your phone. Well, of course. My shit ain't so, identifiable. So, but, she, but she's identifying this as your dick. <laughs> she's like, yo, this, like, this nah, nigga dick. Nah, she shit. pull you up on Facebook? I'm, nah, my veins <laughs> don't sit like that. Who vein that is, bitch? Nah, that ain't my vein. I don't come from a veiny family, nigga. That's gross. That's, That's, That's what I'm lying about. Disgusting. <laughs> so you want to see them? Yeah, I love Gail King. She like she got a nice ass body nice too. Ass butt, bro. Did they say how long ago it was? She said ex boyfriend. I think she said in college. Yeah, so it's probably it was probably on like an old ass camera with the big ass flash <laughs> satellite on it. Her. But shit, I I look at college. Her. What was college for Gail King? I know he's getting off. Oh, she was probably on the civil rights team and shit. Oh yeah, you write that shit. Big ass flash on it. Ah, cause she took she took the film real. She might she probably never developed them. She said that they went to a dark room and developed the pictures, and then when she left, she took the negatives. Mm, so he just oh, got the so one. Somebody ups. got so he the just one. Had ups. The Mm. And he know better. And he know better because she gonna come find him if they pop up. She know exactly who did it. That's insane. Well, um, I would like to see him. Nasty. I, I got four people it. in this room. Show of hands, who want to see How the much Gail, is Gail King, King How much is Gail <laughs> Three out of four. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we. I knew us three want to see him. I knew we definitely want to see him. If they pop up, I look whatever. <laughs> look at you, you'll look whatever. You she know you'll look. She wanna see Jesse Jackson. Be the first one. Probably. What? Hey. I'm just saying Jesse Jackson used to play football. Love see what all. I'm saying? You like Saquon. What you see Jesse? She want no Colin Powell's news. <laughs> nah, <laughs> definitely not. Nobody wants to see Colin Powell. Alright, Michael Max news. I know they out there. No, Michael Max definitely. Okay, out there. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah everybody yeah, wants to see that yeah, nice strong black brother penis. Alright, man. We're going to go ahead, man. We're going to move. We're going to shift gears. We're going to get into our conversation segment of the show. We're going to kick a little shit, man. Uh, Let's do it. Where is this shit? Mm-hmm. I never know. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. What you say about a label? You're supposed to have my label. I'm supposed to have a label oh, here. Mm-hmm. A year later. I thought it was I think I can do both, but I don't like fucking it. All right, man. Uh, real quick. Last week, Nita brought this up, and I had a chance to really dive into it. I don't want to stay on it too long because they don't know too much about what really happened to this young lady. But if I'm saying any of this wrong, somebody correct me. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, there was a college student who was murdered by her friend and her boyfriend. And there is no clear motive. But what they're saying is that prior to her death, that there was a situation where she was invited over for a night with the two. And the boyfriend, Baron Brantley, was making some 
forceful sexual moves towards Jordan, unwanted kissing and touching. She filed in a report, and she also blacked out that night, so she doesn't remember anything. She went to the hospital to get a rape kit. Um, I'm not sure what became of the rape kit. They haven't said, but it looks like Alexis Crawford and her boyfriend, Baron Brantley, are being accused of murdering this young lady. All of these, it was on social media most of last week. It's been on there this week. Just saying, watch your friends, watch who you hang out with. Because uh, these girls were close. They spent the night at each other's house. Um, they were tight. And now here we are. For some strange reason, she's winded up missing. And I'm hoping that it wasn't because of the the sexual assault that happened. But no one knows for sure. They're just, using, they're just saying that's the motive. They're not sure yet. Um, so I did want to talk. I did want to put that out there, that I had seen that story. Um, it's a sad story And um, if y'all got anything Y'all can chime in I don't uh, Know too much about it I just keep seeing things pop up online about it mm-hmm. um, I saw Tiana Taylor I think she did a show in Atlanta And she was um, She shouted her out And you know just brought some light to it um, So I don't know man It's weird though You ever think about it like they supposed to, Was they supposed to have a threesome that's not what they're saying. No one's saying that. Mm. Maybe the internet is saying that, but the news ain't saying that. And what the girl is saying to the police is, I wasn't with the shits. Yeah. And I got drunk and I passed out. Let me get that rape kid. Something ain't right. And then they killed her after that. Yes. Because they. The last she time got she was spotted was with her homegirl at the package store. I got you. And they, I think the couple showed the police where the body was, if I'm not mistaken. Because I just mm-hmm. watched like a 20-minute video on it. I've been reading articles on it. I say it's a real, but they don't know much because they haven't, the couple hasn't said much about what happened. I, I don't think you. they have admitted to what exactly happened. I think she was choked to death. Mm-hmm. And that's how she was killed. And they took her to a park and they dumped her there. All right. So I'm interested to see what's going to come out of it. From what I read, it was that I guess the roommate slash best friend and her started fighting, and then the boyfriend jumped in. Oh. And I believe he might have choked her to death, and then they put her in like a plastic bin to remove her from out of the building, and then they dumped her. Damn. Yes. Yes. So that is what happened in that scenario. So, um,. Be careful. People lose their life over some stupid shit. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, how big of an argument was this to the point where the person at the end ended up needing to be dead? Yeah. Because you should be a friend. Right. You should be able to have an argument and then the next day be over it. Exactly. The guy is a uh, aspiring rapper. I thought Uh, that was. Nah, not no more. And his girlfriend has been supporting his rap career. From what uh, as, as, as a real woman oh, should, man. as a real woman should. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, at that age, yeah, I agree with that statement. Twenty-one, not at thirty. No. Shit, not at twenty-five. Um, shit, we want these women to support our podcast dreams. Yeah, but we still got a job. I don't think this nigga got a job. <laughs> Seems <laughs> still, like he just true, true, very true. This is a side hustle. I mean, <laughs> his aspirations on a Friday night. His aspirations on a Friday night was a threesome. And then after that didn't go down. His aspirations. Yeah, he had enough time to plot this, plot the dump off. So apparently he has a lot of free time. <laughs> very true. Very I don't true. have that much free time. <laughs> and especially if you got a job, I mean, I gotta go to work. And I'm not gonna choke you. That's true. I'm gonna be up all night dealing with these police. Exactly. <laughs> and these kids' shoes ain't cheap. I ain't got time to jump. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. 
right, moving on, man. Um, Cap had a workout with the NFL scheduled for yesterday. Um, we're not a real. We don't really talk heavy in the sports, but this issues is because we've been talking about Cap probably since last year. His whole collusion thing with the NFL. Um, what happened? They scheduled this workout. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday, the workout was scheduled. Kaepernick was supposed to appear in front of 32 teams in Atlanta at their practice facility, which he did not show. Reason being because of a waiver that the NFL wanted him to sign that his agent told him didn't seem right, and they both agreed that it didn't seem right. Also, on Cap's side, he wanted the the trial to be transparent to the public, so he wanted everybody to see what was going on. So it can't be one of those situations where I have a closed workout and it's speculated what's going on. We want your cameras here, and I'll have my cameras here, and we'll have this workout. When he found out things couldn't go that way, he moved the workout to a local high school. The NFL began to release statements that he didn't want to do the workout for for that for whatever reason they made up. Um, he went on ahead to work out. I think it was for the Jets. It was like eighteen. Yeah, the Redskins. I think the Bengals. Shout out to the Eagles. The Eagles. <laughs> Were present. Eagles will Eagles always give yeah, you. Eagles will give yes, you a second too. chance. They gave Michael Vick a chance. Yeah, they, they gave Mike Vick a chance, man. So they definitely oh, gonna get this nigga yeah. a chance. After if, they crucified him for fighting them dogs. We're not gonna go there. That shit's still white people uh, anyway. They killed um, me, but they let Vic Ben rape two women and he's still quarterback. Dogs lives matter. Allegedly, baby. allegedly. Dogs lives matter. Yeah. But he worked out in front of those teams. He briefly finally spoke to the media. So apparently he has been wanting to play football for three years. My bad. I didn't know. That nigga lying. <laughs> and um, just basically saying, you guys, I'm, I'm doing this so you guys can see it. You guys see it. I'm ready. NFL quit running. Um, now you guys. Do. Yeah. Take I don't know away. why he just don't keep it real with himself, though. I understand his his frustrations. But it's like you are such a, so much of a distraction. You have to see why teams don't want you. They don't care if you can play football at this point. They just don't want you on the team because you're such a distraction. And maybe if the NFL would just come out and say, hey, the guy can play football, but look at this. It's a media circus around his, his workout. Why would I want to bring that to my organization? That's my only thing with it. If, you're rec- if you have a losing record, does it matter? I think still, because, I mean, it's still an organization. Why would you want to bring that much attention to your sorry-ass team? <laughs> <laughs> let's say this year, let's say from a corporate level, if we're the Miami Dolphins and we look at Cap and we look at the circus and the storm, from a corporate level and has a Miami Dolphins in the office, we're losing and we could be down in numbers. The number seven jersey could boost those numbers. We can meet quotas. We can, hell, we might finish in the black. By signing this guy. And we get the media circus. We get the coverage. Yeah, it's not good for football, but it's good for business. Because any press is good press. So, in the in the case of a losing organization, why not? Because I don't think that's your goal is to... Make money? Yeah, I think it's to build your team to the point where you're making money till you become the Patriots, till you become the Steelers, till you become... Um, who's another? The Rams. But how long do you think the circus lasts if we do give you a chance? If we sign you for just one season and then we re-sign you, does the, cir- does the circus last through our losing season into our next season? If you keep them, I believe so. Mm. I think the alleged circus comes more from the fact that the NFL is just doing things that aren't kosher. I think they're considered like very 
shady because I understand where Cap's coming from. He doesn't want it seem like he is keeping things under wraps until he magically pops up on a team. He wants to be transparent, and so by him inviting the media, they should be able to be open. It's the NFL that's like, no, we want things to be secretive. We want to control everything, and I think Cap's trying to expose that. I know that in the last three years, it's always been a whole thing because of that whole lawsuit or whatever. But now that that lawsuit's done, he just wants to play football. And so I think showing that those teams were willing to adjust themselves because they really wanted to come out and see him shows that the NFL as a whole is really trying to just control what everything looks like. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's a little, for me, logistic-wise, last minute is always annoying. But his intention wasn't malicious. His intention was, I want it to be a place where anybody could come out and see me and show that it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing, I'm here and I want to play football. The NFL was making it seem like we want to put on this whole big fanfare and now we're going to control what, what um, video is being recorded and how it looks for Cap and then we can control what gets put out there. So if something happens and it goes wrong, we can get ahead of it. True. That's what I think. I feel the like they're both trying to control the narrative. I feel like Cap's team is trying to control their narrative and the NFL is trying to control their narrative. Which is, Cap which is, has the power to do it, so I would use it if I got it. Because once this all blows over, no one's going to care about Cap anymore. Exactly. True. So use it when you got it. True. Uh, what do you stand, Nita? If you stand. Um, I just want the boy to play. Like, at this <laughs> point, it's just like... I mean, either hire him or just let it go. Right. Because it's been going on for so long. I mean, I think that yesterday was a great move in the right direction. But at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, are you going to hire him or not? Because, I mean, what are you doing? True. It's a big, that's why I think it's a circus. It's like, I don't think anybody, yeah, I don't think anybody has any intentions of actually signing him. I think people did want to see if he could still play, but it's like, what's the point of doing all this if you're not going to sign him? Well, that's why I'm saying those five or eight teams that actually left where they were. Yeah, they might really have genuine interest. That shows that they might genuinely have interest because they didn't have to go. They could have been like, oh, well, he's not going to go to the the Falcons facility, bump him. But I feel like by you actually going, you're showing some yeah. sort of intention. And I feel like those interest. other 20 teams that didn't go might be just saying, I'm going because exactly. I don't want to seem like I'm because, racist. Uh, the commissioner told me I need to go. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the commissioner was supposed to be in attendance. He wasn't in attendance. The owners were supposed to be in attendance. Somebody was supposed to be in attendance of some real power. But that's the thing again, though. It's like, it's one player. Why are y'all doing all this for one guy? Exactly. It's but like you're is, making it too obvious that but, you're trying to do something just to please the people. Yes. But at the same... But, okay. I honestly... I, I want him to get his shot so he can prove whether or not he can even fucking play or not. Because all of this over a quarterback, we don't even know who could play. Second of all, I see a lot of people posting about quarterbacks, uh, teams that can use him at quarterback. If we're referring to teams who have a losing record with a young quarterback, why would you pick the 34-year-old quarterback for a temporary time period of winning? That doesn't make any fucking sense. And in the NFL... The only fucking roster spots for quarterbacks are roster spot one and two. The third guy's definitely not staying around long. And he he was the third guy when he was cut. He wasn't the first. He wasn't the second. He was a third string quarterback at one and eight, kneeling. I would like 
to think that age doesn't really matter as much anymore because it does. Um, Brady's second string was second string for the longest time, and now he's flourishing over in San Francisco. Second, right? but this is and a, he's not twenty five anymore. But the thing is, second string. He a he he was young when he went to San Francisco. He's in the B second two years ago. B second string is useful, but Colin Kaepernick was a third. If I'm not wrong, was he not the third string quarterback on the 49ers before he was dropped? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Think he was in roster spot too. I don't because the first guy got injured. I think they called another guy up because they moved him down on the roster. Like they moved him down but on the roster. Did they move him down because of his playing ability? No, no, no. It was of because of his playing ability. After the four, after the Forty ers lost the Super Bowl, he started to digress. He started to climb, and from there they they started to try to what they do. Okay, a guy's older, not performing like he should. Let's try another guy out. Now that guy got injured. I'm not sure if Cap came up after him, but even when Cap came in, he had a few good games, but he didn't win. Like, he did not win in the NFL. And I'm not saying he's not better than some of these quarterbacks. All I'm saying is he's not young enough for me to say, all right, how many years can I get out of you at this age? As opposed to I got this guy 23, 24, and I'm starting him, or he's my backup. I can develop him over time, and eventually we will win football games because – Cap being of age is also important too. Teams that are have young quarterbacks, if you get an older quarterback in there, how much time it's how much time do we have with you? So what if he gets signed as a second string? How old is Cap? Ain't he what, thirty one? If he gets signed as a yeah, second string, we like... we still would never know if he could play the quarterback position because he's not starting. Wherever he goes, he's not starting. So if he goes. Is this a waste of our time? It like, is to like me. Saying, <laughs> to is me, he gonna play or not? to me, I feel like the whole shit was a waste of time. Okay. Because a, you gave this man an opportunity to try out. Cool, mm-hmm. fine, fantastic on your terms. You know you fucking with a social justice warrior. This nigga ain't about to do shit on your terms because y'all flaky. They knew that was coming. They so hey, prepared. I'm not going there if I can't have my crew come. I understand that because if I say you're fucking me over, and you are. I got to prove it to the people who say you're not and the people who are riding with me. I need my camera crew, too. You're not going to be the only one dropping footage and telling your story. Because when Pro Football Talk dropped the story two seconds after, that shit was like a Fox News report. They made it seem like Cap They made it like seem like he was the worst enemy yeah. ever. So I, he was a no-show. I yeah. understand it from both sides. All I'm saying is somebody get this nigga a chance. <laughs> So we can see whether or not this nigga can still play football. And if he can, great. But if he can't, then that, to me, says, all right, buddy. Now what? You I know mean, what I'm saying? Bring him on the Giants. The Giants. He can finish the season with the Giants. We ain't doing Go that ahead. right now. We I might feel as well just bring him on. Daniel's on, so good. On top of the fact, this is the thing that kills cap. me. They signed Eric Reed. Yeah. And I can't get over that. Because Eric Reed knew it with Cap. Eric Reed lost his job with Cap. But Eric Reed's not a quarterback. Eric, I'm getting to that. Sorry. Eric, Eric Reed also f- was in that lawsuit with Cap. And the Panthers said, hey, you, we need somebody to feel. Don't be a distraction. Uh, What you mean, distraction? Well, you going to kneel? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, we'll sign you anyway. Yeah. And there was no circus. There was no shitstorm. The nigga came. He's still kneeling to this day. If they don't make the Super Bowl, guess what? Every don't even fucking watch football outside of going playing it and watching game films. So I'm just that right there confuses me too. They signed Eric Reed. 
but they won't Eric sign Reed, Cap. Not the well, I think Eric Reed is and not even though the it, name is Kaepernick, exactly. though. Exactly. Yeah, the it's name. The name is Kaepernick. It's like the guy that was under Martin Luther King could probably still get a job, but Martin but Luther King couldn't Kaepernick's, get a job at a white organization. I think my thing is Kaepernick speaks so well, and Eric Reed speaks to the media like "fuck y'all," and so that's why I'm kind of like that's like signing like you you signed him over the guy that's gonna say the right thing and still get his point across. Yeah, it's like you signed. Malcolm X, you didn't sound Martin. Yeah, <laughs> you sound the rambunctious. Well, another dude. thing is too that the mic. It's not going to be that many microphones in Eric Reed's face as it is Kaepernick. Nope, okay, they don't care. That's why I said Eric Reed didn't bring the circus. Okay, only a, time people interview Eric Reed is when they're talking about Kaepernick. Yes, okay. <laughs> and they want his opinion on Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, what I think. I can ride with that. So we'll just see it. Is Cap going to play? We don't know. No, they just need to put him on Madden. Let us put him on the team we want to have him on. Yeah, let us, let us put him on the team that we want to have him on. He'll get a check for that, right? Yeah. He'll get a check for that. For yeah, he should. He Agreed. might be on Madden. I ain't played Madden in years. He might be a free agent. Oh. Nah, nah he get, get Nike paid. checks. He get Nike checks. He still get paid. Right, he is. Just let him play because he bored. All right, I just wanted to have. Yeah, him. I just wanted. And then to have Nike him. was the camera crew that he wanted in there, so you know he was getting paid. Not now, Nike said they they wasn't gonna do because he 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 tried to throw Nike under the bus. Like, hey, nigga, we, we got contract with them too. <laughs> oh, because like, hey, we, they were we the NFL no too. We wasn't making a commercial, my guy. Uh, no, it was. They, it, he he, it was his own personal camera. Oh, okay. He now, said they were filming something for Nike, though. I thought he didn't say that. They wrote that. They, they wrote that. They is in the NFL. NFL they said has that? in whoever. They, <laughs> the others. yeah, them. The other people. So somebody made it up. Them people okay. you sell your soul to. <laughs> somebody try to did make this. that nigga look bad. All in all, man, I'm still with Cap. I honestly don't believe nigga you can play, but whatever. How are you still with Cap, but you think he can't play? Because <laughs> I'm with his cause. Oh, I believe in what okay. he believes in. Social justice. He I, believes I fuck he with can that. play. But you believe you can still play football. I don't, and I want to see you play football so you can prove that you can't fucking play football. All right. I, I want to do a play. real tryout. Nigga, he was trash What's when he left. What's a real That's tryout? Like they do with like rookies and stuff. Like they just, I've never seen this before. The, uh, I want somebody to be like, hey, like I want the Bengals to call him and say, hey, you want to come do practice with us? I want to see how you act with like, yeah, yeah people rushing you. Yeah. yeah. That's what they were saying in the article. They want to see how you act with people rushing. Uh, how, you, how he responds under pressure. Like, Yeah, like can he still read a defense? Stuff like that. Anybody can throw a football if you've thrown a football before. Can can they? Unless you broke your arm or something. <laughs> All right, man. Um, another thing. Apple's year end list on your out. Do you have Apple? Yeah. Did you pull your year end list? I did. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna ask y'all. Well, yours is probably gonna be way more. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to hear. I, I want to hear this. Um. So yeah, Apple's, Apple's year end list. Uh, something new they got. I actually pulled my uh. Mine went back to 2015. So I was like going through trying to see. Who I was rocking with every year. Um, all right, I want to hear y'all top tens artists. We're gonna start the ladies. Um, we'll start with Miss Nita. Let let me see who who are your top ten artists that you were fucking with this this year. We'll start there. Well, I'm gonna give you nine because that's where my screenshot stopped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that I really started listening to podcasts a lot because my numbers are super super low mm-hmm. as far as how much music I listen to. But um, I, I definitely felt some type of way about who I listened to. The most? I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, you are a ratchet. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with all of y'all on My that. first one is the baby, Then it's Lil Baby. Then it's Brent Fayez. Meek Mill. Meg Thee Stallion. Jacquees. DJ Khaled. 
two chains and Nipsey Hussle. Wow. It's very centered in one area. <laughs> exactly. How many how many hours of the baby? Nineteen. Nineteen hours. Good. 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 <laughs> Miss Nikki, uh, I know yours is not 10 long, but... Who, no, it who, has 10 who, artists, but okay. the, hour, the amount of hours that I actually listen to um, Apple Music is pretty sad. Only 62 hours this year. And that's because I am a full-fledged Spotify. So once that Spotify list comes out, it's going to be insane because that's like 95% of my time. Um, but my 10 is um, Khalid, Beyonce, Her, Migos, Drake, 2 Chains. Miguel, Lizzo, Kalani, and the internet. Wow. And that's what I thought mine would sound like. Johnny, what about you? But only 62 hours this entire year. But so, yeah. well, how many so hours I listen to six Khalid? hours of Khalid, and that's because I listen to Khalid when I'm on the plane. He relaxes me because I don't like to fly. Oh. Oh. He relaxes me. And then the next one is Beyonce and her. So you you've flown a t- total of six hours this year, everybody. True. True. <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like mine is incorrect, but I'll I'll just say what they gave me because I had no Nipsey Hussle on here, and I know I killed that the first <laughs> you, half of the you year. Mad at your list. Um, it starts with Travis Scott, then Drake, then the baby, Wiz Khalifa, Ari Lennox, The Weeknd, Young Thug, Future, Kanye, and Lil Wayne. Ew. You really fucking like Kanye. The, Drake <laughs> wasn't number one for you? Nah, Travis Scott apparently was number one for me. You just played. Uh, Drake was number two. You played his album to death. Yeah, I did hours both Astro of, World a lot. How many hours of that? Yeah, number one. 20. 20. All right. All right, my top 10 goes a little like this. And I was shocked. So, I, I being me being me, I'm like, damn, what the fuck was, was I going to do? But a lot of this is because I listen to music in the gym when I run. Mm. So, The Baby is number one. Little Brother is number two. Travis Scott, number three. Anderson Pack, number four. Offset, number five. Big Crit, number six. Two Chains, seven. J. Cole, eight. Wale, nine. And then the Dreamville album was like, has an artist collective. That was my 10th. Mm. I streamed 30 hours of the baby. That fucked me up. That seems accurate. Okay. That yeah. fucked Even me up. Even before he became popular. Well, that seems, yeah, for real. <laughs> and so I didn't realize I was, but then I realized how I did it. Because when I go to the gym, he only get I'm old, so he's giving me 30 minutes of music. When I come from an era where one album's usually an hour, so I would put all that shit on back to back and just let it rock and repeat and repeat. And you know, it's it's 30 minutes, it's repeating like that. So I just put them on back to back and let them roll, and I just keep rolling and rolling it, and then until I'm done. And all of his music is up and sounds the same. So. Yes. Let me see. 20 hours I didn't gave to Travis Scott. I wonder how many records he sold off that 20 hours. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. <laughs> what was y'all top five songs though? When you pulled the All songs Travis. out. That's why I said this shit falsehood. The song, well, the songs is also like if you listen to the album, you started streaming yeah. the album. My top five Whoa. is Travis. Rest in Peace Screw number one. Sicko Mode 2, Carousel 3, Stargazing 4, and No Bystanders 5. No Bystanders is ham. All Travis Scott such shit. Nita, what did you have as your top five songs? All right. Nikki, what you got as your top five songs? So it's really just r- random because three of them are Khalid songs. All right. Um, and then I have Nice For What on there. Mm. Wow. Um, And then I have this song by Major called Better With You In It. Which is one of my favorite songs, and so I will listen to that a yeah. lot. What is that song about? I never heard that. You should listen to it. It's really cute. Um, but oh. Major, I forget. Send me that. Yeah. And then Come Through and Chill with uh, Major. Major's R&B? Yeah. 
Yeah, send me that. That one. was a close yeah. number six. Oh, got, and then number seven was little baby. Old Town Road's on mine. Because of, really? of the girls, because my daughters. Oh, it's in your top five. It's number nine. Oh, which I was like, what the fuck? It's like doesn't fit. But I was like, we used to play that shit all the time. If I pull out these Khalid songs, my my and top Old Town Road remix. <laughs> what about? Uh, Is that all they like to listen to? Yeah, well, that's at that kids at love one Old point. Town Road. I'm so that, that and song. Baby Shark. <clears throat> Nita, what you got? Uh, another ratchet list. <laughs> uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. That song one. was hard. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, four times. Four times. No, that's my song. I that's love shit. that shit like too. That shit should be I on beat my your top ass as well. I my gun in my pocket. I turn my grill in. I turn my music. Oh yeah, you do got the grill. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, four times was number six on my list. And then close friends, my little baby. Mm. And yeah, cause I sing that. I like that. And, um, Twenty one, and then that song. The baby. You really like the baby. I do. My I number can't one. Wait till the Spotify comes out. My number one was trippy. Trippier. Because the song came out literally halfway through the year. That's interesting. So Baby was my number one song. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I like, I all, out of all the shit I listened to, the compilation song was the first song. And I had listened to it 45 times. I was like, damn. Because I would put it on repeat. Yeah. Man, these numbers is falsehood, bro. <laughs> they just made this up. Number right two away. for me was Gorilla Groove by the Baby. Number three was Learn... Learn from Texas by Big Crit. Number four was Under the Sun. And then number five was Blank Blank. Those was my top five. I feel like I played four times more than 30 times. I listen to that shit like at least once a week. I never actually <laughs> put that song on by itself. Oh, we really don't? I just I listen do. to it in the scheme of the album. Like if I had a bad day at work, I'm like on the way home, I'd listen to that four times. I, I, <laughs> I'm still listening to podcasts on the way home. Like some days. That's why I know my Apple is skewed because that's usually what I'm doing in the that's car. That's usually what if yeah. I'm listening yeah. to music. It depends. I got like certain days I listen to podcasts and certain days that it's nothing popping or either they had a short episode so now I got music left for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. no, I, I I think I, my list shocked me. So I was just like, Whoa. shocked in what way? Because I'm not shocked at your list at all. <laughs> nah, it just shocked me, and then I started to think about. It. That's why I went back to through the years and was like, all right, so what was I listening to last year? What was I yeah, listening to the year before? I went through the years too. Like I started to go through the years just to just to see. Uh, uh, if you scroll you down to the bottom, bottom, you can look at the previous years, years. your top songs. So I started to going through the years just to see like what has changed, and not even my musical taste, just. Just like, okay, what was I really on this year? Because it's interesting to see, like, man, what the fuck do I be listening yeah. to? Now you see what 15, the hell you I listen, listen to, to a lot of that uh, Future and Drake mixtape. 15, uh. In 2015. One of those is. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. One of those for me was Heavy Anderson Pack. What a time. Pack. Heavy Anderson Pack was probably 2016. And that has not changed. With the Anderson Pack? Yeah. Yeah, Heavy Anderson Pack. I love Anderson Pack. Um, but yes. So I just wanted to see everybody's. The differences in everybody's musical taste. I feel like if we could have Miss Nikki Spotify, that would like really clear it up. And they, we would, they I beat think Spotify to their list. So when Spotify's list come out, we gonna have. To I do want to we'll see, and then title because will I come think out. Meg The Stallion is in the one. one too. I don't know. I don't even know anybody has title. I'm giving you Meg The Stallion. It's gonna be a one. lot. Of, it's gonna be mostly females. I would be mad be if Meg's on there. I, I like think, Meg. I think she's in the top five. For that one, she under Cardi right now. Cardi will be on there definitely. As far as women that I listen to, rapping wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to Nikki! I don't know if y'all heard. Nikki was the first woman to get a hundred plays on the Billboard. Mm-hmm. Well, hundred songs on the Billboard 100. Oh, that's crazy! First woman to do it. But she retired though. Shit, I would too. After you hit a number like that, that's rappers like an MVP. Don't, rappers don't retire. <laughs> Joe Button did. 
I think he's gonna come back. Yeah, I think he's gonna come back and write a song about sin. Who cares? I'll be here for it. Exactly. Play Pump It Up, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best clap. Back. I feel like he would sell more records <laughs> now. When, what was it? Lil Fizz or something? One of them. Oh. Somebody did a clap back. Oh, yeah, it was Fizz. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd be killing Joe. I'm mad at Fizz. They'd be killing Joe. saying stuff like, nobody cares. Just go play Pump It Up. <laughs> Joe Budden is the Stephen A. Smith of the rap world right now. He don't make yes. as much money as him, but all right. Nah, he definitely not he don't know what money. he makes. Stephen A. make $8 million a year? That's just from ESPN. They never told us what he what got from Spotify. What does Stephen A. Smith have? I don't know. I feel like he got to make money for appearances and stuff He's like not that. He's radio book signings. All right, man. Okay. Real quick. Let's run through this rundown. Yep. Let's get through this rundown real quick. All right. All right. Man dumps diary on a woman in L.A. Did y'all read the story? Nasty. Tried not to, but I, I did. I'm going to tell you the story. Go this ahead. man has guess been storing his diary in a bucket. I guess that day. How much diarrhea you got fucking got? When I diarrhea is one time only. I have a follow-up question when you're done telling this story. Oh, okay. I thought you had a lot of diarrhea no, in yes. a bucket. I raised my hand for that. Yeah. No. Unless he just All getting right. his doo-doo and putting it in a divider mixer. All right, man. Yo, so apparently he was fed up that day. I don't know if it was white people or black people that fed up with him that day. It was a white woman that he pulled out of her car to dump his diarrhea on. Oh, my God. She said it got in her eye. That's the part where I couldn't. Oh, she definitely had pink eye. Oh, man. That happened. Oh, hands up for. So my question was, diarrhea is a very specific word. Mm -hmm. And if he was storing it up. I discussed matter in school. So, like, the solidi- solidity of it, like, yeah. that, it just seems real shady to that's me. That's what I said. If you got diarrhea that long, you really dehydrated. Because, <laughs> you know, that's one of the signs. You need so Pedialyte when you got like diarrhea. He storing it up. He was just storing it up to use it. Definitely. It was one of those things where, like, this is very purposeful. I also think that this woman was just randomly chosen. I think it was she like, was. I'm about to shit on these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. Because what came of it? Didn't he get arrested? I hope so. Oh, he got a place to stay for the exactly. night. Exactly. So oh, he was man. taken off the street. Hold oh, on. Shout out to him. He was arrested. I guess he really did shit on these niggas. <laughs> he really did. He's like, fuck y'all. I'm off these streets. Like, Watch what I do. I've like, been storing this shit for one the whole The glow week. up is real. That's exactly. Maybe she had. Yeah, she bitch. had to have a seatbelt on. So why hopefully. Don't lock their doors when they're driving? Maybe she had to push down locks. Either way. I like my shit. Like, yes, if I run over you, it's okay. You're not getting close. Cause if I say niggas is crazy, if I see anybody on the side of the street, I'm rock. I'm locking the fucking door, especially that nigga black. All right, I'm not spending five minutes <laughs> on shit. I'm not spending five minutes on shit. And you gotta stop being scared of people who look like. I you. ain't scared. I'm just aware. I know <laughs> niggas do stupid <laughs> shit. Aware. Be aware. Be aware when you over there in South Park with some sketchy ass white folks. I promise you. I clutch my purse <laughs> on purpose around them. Yeah. <laughs> I think they won't get you. All right, Melo is also get got signed with the uh, Trailblazer, so the collusion against Melo is over. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it, yeah, they, they were talking about it. Say no damn collusion. He colluded himself. That sounds made up. I'm over Melo. Maybe um, stop being a cheater. Oh, you gotta stop with that. Stop now with he that. did cheat though, so we, I give you that. I give you that. But Ti, you gotta get over Ti. Is a bitch. Can he play? I don't know. Melo can still play. 
Melo can still play. Basketball is different. Basketball is different is different than football because we I've seen his little practices. So he still got the, the moves. You the moves are there. Melo the points there. The, we would have to find Melo controlled the now, narrative. He yeah. had his own camera crew. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> and if Melo has um, if if Melo's if Melo doesn't jack up 40 shots this could work out for the Blazers the Blazers just we'll needed see. some attention that's what it was no they actually needed a third score really? yeah I think they 4 and 8 McCollum and fucking Lillard can't jack up a thousand threes a game expect to beat James Harden LeBron James and everybody else in is the West it's not happening is this first game next week who uh, yes it's on Tuesday thank you thank you Tuesday yeah. first game on Tuesday so yeah. shout out shout out, shout out Mello, Tuesday. Man. oh James the that. Jellyfish random Tuesday comedy Tuesday. zone go see comedy my boy zone. James the Jellyfish, Tuesday at the Comedy Zone. Did everybody see Miles Garrett pull the helmet off the white boy? Yeah, yes. man. That's what you got to do out here in these streets. Miles Garrett no. is now indefinitely suspended. Is Definitely. that right? No. Is he the only one that got suspended? Nah, the uh, pouncey from the Steelers that threw the punch got suspended. I was just trying to say, I was like, he should have been no, suspended. No, threw the kick got suspended. He was suspended. kicking and punching him. Oh, you talking about the, the quarterback? The lineman. No. The lineman oh, that stood up for his quarterback. the quarterback is definitely starting next week. He ain't got no choice. Should've he should have went through concussion protocol because that's a big-ass nigga swinging okay, okay, a helmet okay, at you. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you seen Miles Garrett being wrong. Huh? When you watched it, do I see that he's wrong? You Yeah, why you gonna hit a nigga in the head with a helmet? Cool. Yes. You Unless he called you wrong. a nigga. He's wrong. You say no. He should have got hit. <laughs> Last four plays of the game. Game is over. This dude has been sacked three times. Right. Game is over, right? Yeah. All right. Miles Garrett is sacking him. Now, for whatever reason, I don't know if he was like, ah, game over, fuck it. But he got a shovel pass off at the same time Miles Garrett's forward momentum has started. But since the game is over and no, like no, no matter what happens here, nobody, you're not winning. I'm taking you down to the ground. I don't think Miles Garrett was being trying to intentionally hurt him. I don't think he was doing anything. We're being a little too rough, mind you. These are football players. Yeah, they are the niggas that want to always fucking touch you and wrestle with you and fucking play too damn much. I think this was a scenario where he was playing too much. He took him all the way down to the ground. He didn't do anything but wrap him up and take him all the way down to the ground. And forcefully. He was like, yo, I want you on the ground. White boy got in his feelings. What was the white boy name? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph got in his feelings. And so while Mason Rudolph was on the ground, mind you, Miles Garrett is not doing anything. He's got you on the ground now. Miles Garrett is starting to get up. You feel some type of way, A, because y'all losing. B, because he didn't really have to bring you down to the ground. It's a penalty, so I know you're kind of mad. But he didn't do anything. He didn't get no headshot. It wasn't vicious. Now, since you mad, you start pushing Miles Garrett and trying to rip this nigga helmet off. Mind you, these are football players. They are driven by their fucking adrenaline. So now you trying to fight me like, bro, I'm not. Why are you tripping? So now, did Miles Garrett go too far? Mm, yeah. He but said, nigga, mm. you tried to take my helmet off. No, let me get your helmet. Let me show you what's up. And definitely suspended. I don't agree with that. I think because he used it as a weapon. Yeah. That's the only reason. Nothing wrong with getting in a scuffle. He wasn't. It's not that he wasn't justified. Like, I get it. It's the fact that, like, something severe could have happened. He could have cracked his skull open. He could have ended his career. Like, it's serious when you're using his helmet as a weapon. I don't, I'm not Is saying Mason that. Rudolph okay? I don't really care. Shit, probably not. Probably not emotionally. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For every action, there's a way. It is a definitely a reaction. Yeah. Yes. Small is 
<laughs> so everybody involved should have gotten in trouble because that's how I teach my kids. They, I don't care if so and so pushed you first. I don't care if so and so called you the N word. You reacted, so now you're in trouble because that is what was caught. That's what was seen. Not saying that what Call you me did Nick. wasn't tell valid, my daddy. but you have to understand what's being looked at and perceived. We already know that the NFL ain't shit. Duh. So they knew that they were going to find a person to blame, and they're going to blame the yep. black man. He shouldn't have swung that helmet. He shouldn't have swung the helmet and given them a reason to suspend his ass. True that. Because you could clearly see in the first play that he reached for his helmet first, didn't get it off. But he showed him. He was like, okay, I'm going to take yours off. But now I'm going to beat you with it. He's now appealing it, it though. They'll level. probably reduce it. I also feel like he said something to him. I oh, think he said something to him. I think he said something to him. I think he said something to him. probably like, get your big black nigga yeah. Mandingo ass off me. I'm tired of us having to take the verbal lashing and be the bigger people. So if that is the case, no. That, no. You you deserve to get your cranium cracked with with your own helmet. <laughs> if he called him a nigga, okay, if, I agree. If, if that is, but if case. not, if they were just scuffling, set on that field. Oh yeah, by other niggas. Oh yeah, sellout. Yeah, okay, sellout is probably sure the biggest that thing. So uses that word. All right, probably. Disney Plus launched this week. <laughs> Shout out to Disney Plus. I've been watching Star Wars all week. Oh you know I got issues. <laughs> I have been not watching it because I got a grad school assignment, so I can't watch it until Friday. So I'm like. What, oh, Disney okay. Plus? I, I know I'll get sucked in the hole. I've been watching Star Wars. I'm on episode six Don't right talk now. About it. I will oh, you. The Mandalorian? Yes. Oh, I'll I'm not going to talk about that. You. All right. I'm, I'm going to start Mandalorian. I'm going Mandalorian was such a. No, just joking. But I've been watching Star Wars. I'm on episode six, and they like changed some of the stuff in it. What? You're talking about it. I'm watching Star Wars. I'm not watching the Mandalorian. Oh, I mean, okay. I watched the Mandalorian, but I'm talking about regular Star Wars. I just wanted to let y'all know they got 10 million subscribers on the first day. That's <laughs> We're really We're passionate right. about it. I've been watching Reset. Yeah, all that stuff. You know what's not on there? Lady and the Tramp, the live Separate action. is not on there. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. And uh, Jet Jackson is not on there. Somebody Damn. was really upset about that the other day. But you know, like most places, they like slowly roll. Yeah, out. true. Yeah, I feel like this is like the beginner version because they only really got certain sections. They got like a Star Wars, a Marvel section, a regular Disney section, and a oh. Pixar. Yeah. Oh, and National Geographic. They're I feel like they're going to add a lot. Stuff, yeah. I'll probably get it next month. I ain't in no rush. I don't watch a lot of TV. Once these weeks, subscribers are up, I think we'll get some more stuff. Oh, that's right. The free trial. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yes, yes year, I got so. my free year. Oh, so how do you mm-hmm. get your free year when you're a cell phone user? Uh, you have to go into your account, and mm. you have to go into the entertainment section and actually sign up and add it to your account. Do you get the Hulu and the ESPN with your free? You just get the Disney Plus. You just get the Disney Plus. You got to pay for the uh, other one, the, the total one. So I'll probably pay for that because I, I have to get a new TV service. All right. Um, Kodak Black. I hear Nikki. I mean, Kodak Black is going to jail because he did some stuff. He lied on an application. Because he has a sexual assault charge in South Carolina and lied about it so he could get a gun. And they caught him in that. And then apparently he uh, had a gun at, uh, what was the name of that festival? Rolling Loud. Rolling Loud. He had a gun and was involved in some scuffle over there. And then his gun that was registered in his name was found at the murder scene of somebody else. So a lot of stuff, not smart decisions. He hmm. going to jail for 46 months. He deserve it. He pled guilty to it. So why are people saying free Kodak? For yeah, what? and then they got in a fight, and he got in a fight while he was in prison, and yes. like one of the security guards got knocked out or something. 
It's over for Kodak, man. We ain't right. gonna see him for a what minute. Do you mean free Kodak. That nigga the new shine. <laughs> Not shine. Nigga, we trying to free everybody. We trying to feed Auntie T nephew <laughs> who's literally slanging dope like on the block, and we seen it. Accused. We still want this nigga free. Heck yeah, Kodak definitely. All of it. We just want everybody free. We want the niggas free. That we was, wanted Ti free. The reason half, nigga, you had oh, the yeah. guns. Ti did it, as <laughs> and you well, knew you were a felon. We wanted hey, you bro. free. You just saw our support, man. That's, and, I, and I appreciate that. We saw yeah. even kill. I know he killed. Like we just wanted OJ him. free, and we knew he did. <laughs> yeah, those oh. words. That's never the right. That's that was the because the Rodney no, no. King. In we lost 90s. the Rodney King thing, so we was like, we need this OJ shit. We need this OJ thing. Fuck it if he did it or not. Y'all did Rodney King like that. We needed OJ. Yeah, fuck this. I don't give a fuck about this nigga, but he go. What, he slipping? He not responded on Twitter as much as I was hoping. Uh, Uh, He probably don't know how to use the shit. Well, no, he only says stuff about sports, and that's annoying. You want him to be crazy, OJ? You want him to stay in character? I want to know how he feels about. uh, You want him to continue (laughs) to talk about. Ja Rule would probably let you know Ja Rule is on Twitter. Nothing Ja Rule. be wilding. Every time Ja Rule say something, he get like 80 comments of people cares. talking shit about him at Fire Festival. Oh, he's and he still, still mad. He still goes. He still tweets stuff. Let's see what Ja Rule thinks about this. He's <laughs> so mad still. Dave Chappelle spoke that shit. Because you're so dumb. Um, Shout out to Ja. But. The bot video dropped, man. Shout out to the baby. Has anybody seen this video? Yeah, like four times. Maybe more, five. More than four. Probably Have you six. Seen Bop? I did, but this is just the musical. Yeah, it's not the real video. He said the video come out next week, but I like this. This was awesome. Danny Lee choreographed it, if y'all know who that is. You um, really are loving that part. That fucking, because she killed it. I seen the rehearsal raw. Oh. She killed it. Like, okay. like, they did a great job. It was dope. So I did mean, she do the part where the uh, white lady spread her legs and so she got in between the rehearsal? Her? Yes. Is that white lady? Uh, Are we sure? Really that, I, well, she probably. Might be I don't Spanish. know what she is. I she wonder if she was too because that was a lot Latina. of. Latina. I think that's that white girl that does the twerk class. Oh, it could be her. I think that's that white yeah, girl. Yeah, could be her. But I feel like they would have showed her face. I thought that too. But I feel like they would have made it obvious that's her. I think she does the traveling twerk classes. Girl that he knows and was like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" No, it's definitely not that. No. They didn't show no. her face. Not with that budget. It's not that. I think it, it is that girl from the, the traveling past. twerk girl. We'll find out on the real video. Yeah. Huh? I knew this <laughs> shit was The Jabberwockies is, is the, the highlight. I was like, yo, they killed that shit. I forgot about them, too. Yes. And I'm then next thing you know, they popped up out of nowhere DC killing fan. it. They so performed Jabberwockies at the, uh, have been my favorite forever. They performed Anything at the, the halftime when we had season two. They did? They always perform at the house. Oh, I know they got a Vegas residency. Do they still have it? Because I've been trying to go. Oh, maybe they don't have it I anymore. I don't know if they no, have it the anymore. That's I know crazy. they sign it for a couple years yeah. when they oh, do that. Oh, you dance. That is right. Yes, that's why I care so much. Yes. That's what's like. Could you, do, could you teach dance. me oh, so, oh, the Jabberwockies routine dance, from Bob? On a dance scale, like one <laughs> to ten, rate the video. On a dance scale, it's definitely an eight. Eight. Because it's very free. It's 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 choreographed, but it's not. Yeah, it's like sense. everybody had their moments when the group yes. would join in. I thought it was really it cool, was, but I like the way. Flowing. Yeah, when you watch Danny Lee's video, I like the way she even choreographed the baby's moves. Like she choreographed his performance set, which he kind of followed. He kind of got out of control with it, but, but he's still kind of like That's why I like it. Because of the fact that the baby's not a dancer, so that would have been really awkward for him to have be doing all this choreography. Yeah. He took it and he kind of like got in his what? groove when he needed to, and then he didn't have to. But that's what I want you to see. If you watch the video, everything he does in the performance that doesn't match up with mm-hmm. what they're doing in the background, she's doing. 
Like she's him. If you put a mirror image, mm-hmm. he's mimicking everything she did for the performance. Mm-hmm. While the background is doing everything, then she jumps back in, get goes with the choreography, then breaks away back to the performance. Was like, there, like some special behind the scenes video. I'm gonna tag like, y'all in the video. Like, 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 I, 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 I watch it. Loves and Danny Lee. I'm because Danny like, Lee goes between watch? her legs a little bit. Like she, uh-huh. you know, she, she you does watch? all the same okay. motions. I can't even so, like Danny Lee because I feel like he giving her too much love. She she got so much love she can't deserve love from me. He analyzed it and now we're dissecting it right now. For real. 40, 30 hours of the baby. What, what can I say? All right, last but not least, give us this update on Bad Baby and Wove It Go. All right, so last week um, there was a YouTube boxing match between KSI and Logan Paul. Um, they did like $3 million, yes, $3 million they, got money. they got paid. That was right after we left. So Logan Paul, <laughs> Logan Paul was um, basically saying what's next for him. He said he think he might do a UFC match with, with uh, CM Punk, but then he brought up uh, maybe trying to do Bad Baby versus Wovicky. Uh, in a pay-per-view bout for YouTube. Uh, Bad Baby's like, as long as I'm getting a million, I'm down. Well, Vicky's like, she don't need nothing to beat that bitch ass again. See, see, that's, that's a real, a real bitch. There you go. Yeah, she's, she's like, I don't she need to get paid. I just want to beat yeah. her ass. So it looks like it's starting to uh, get the wheels turning on this. And we might sometime next year, maybe by the summer, have a real boxing match between Well, Vicky and Bad Baby. On pay-per-view? Yeah, on pay-per-view. <laughs> Who's paying for that? Apparently, the Logan Paul, they had 3 million buys. Isn't Logan Paul like a YouTuber? Yeah, guy? he fought another YouTuber, British, like one of the biggest YouTubers in Britain. They got, this was their second time boxing. YouTube is getting out of control. Hey, niggas got ideas and they just going through with them. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> you silly. They. Corner. I'm going with Vicky on a rematch. I'm going with of whoever course. you going with. Yeah. I just remember the first fight. It was yeah. funny as shit. <laughs> He said it was gay, so what? Okay. What it do, baby? I'm gonna find that bitch one day. Ah, now I know what it is. Watch me now, remember. I got a remix of this. I'm gonna send it to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I spit spit bars over Yeah, I said, you know, I got black locks, black something, black socks, something, something. You guys know I don't rap. Everybody's a rapper. So it can be immortalized and sent out and then make make it to the shade room for the trash? Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Then I'm shooting a music video. I'm gonna do a whole rollout with my music leak. (laughs) All right, so today's corner is uh intersectionality. And I love the fact that we have a mixture of people who did some research. Maybe you already know some stuff at a time. And then we got people who have no clue what's going on. So, Johnny, <laughs> yep. what do you think intersectionality is? First guess, it would be like um, like when the light out at a very major intersection and you got to like wait your turn to go. Better than that, <laughs> you know. I don't even know if I can think of anything outside of that now because it was just such a good thank you. Good guess, right? <laughs> it was. All right, we gotta come back from that because I can't. Okay, whoo. All right, Johnny, it is not having to deal with traffic or intersections at all. Mm. 
And so intersectionality is actually um, the way in which multiple forms of discrimination, they intersect, combine, or overlap with each other, um, dealing with marginalized um, individual groups. So that's talking about racism, it's talking about sexism, and it's talking about classism. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because very recently um, at my school, we've been talking about it more because of the fact of the um, type of kids that we service and what those kids look like, what they're dealing with, and how we apply that to our teaching. Mm. So I wanted to... I wasn't even close. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is like... The education segment of the show. Yes. So it's okay that you don't know because by the end of this, you will know. But I want to know what you're thinking. I always ask my kids. That's what we always do. We do a pre-assessment. What do you already know? So we're starting from zero. So All right. Yeah. We're starting from zero pretty from much. Zero. I'm remedial so, as hell. Yeah. So I'm in a zero nine nine class. Behind them blue doors. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> the one they don't even give you credit for in college. You're like, why the fuck I'm taking this? Like, because you failed. You failed to even get close. Intersectionality is important to know about because it needs it, it gives you the opportunity to kind of be a little bit more mindful. So as far as where it comes from, I love it because it, it was started by a black woman. Um, it was coined by a woman named Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989. She wrote a paper, um, and she works as a professor at Columbia Law, and so she's always been a civil rights activist and um, a professor and things like that, pushing intersectionality, dealing with feminism. Um, I know I've had those multiple conversations with people. I've even had it with um, Jumpman before about being a black feminist, what that looks like, and kind of the struggle of being a black feminist because history shows that black women have been on the forefront of pushing for women's rights, but when it came time for women's rights to actually happen, they were given to white women, mm. even though black women were pushing for it because they were for the cause altogether. Um, and so now that we're coming in 2019, not a lot has changed as far as um, that specific uh, group of people, black women. So when we say intersectionality, we're dealing with women's rights, dealing with uh, black people's rights or, or people of color. So intersectionality is important to know because there's, there's kind of like a, a caste system or a hierarchy. So the higher you are, meaning you have more um, marginalized groups um, against you. So at the bottom, you have white men. Mm. Ain't nothing happened to them. There's white men, white privilege. Next, you have white women. They're women, but they're still white. Okay. Then you have black men. Mm -hmm. Then you have black women. Okay. But then you start bringing in other things. So then we have um, the LGBTQ community. They have started to be more aware of intersectionality. And now if you are a um, a gay black man, you're going to be dealing with a lot more um, issues and being uh, marginalized because of not only just your race, but now also your sexual preference. If you are a poor black woman who's a lesbian, you are now dealing with your classism of being low income. You're dealing with being a woman. You're dealing with being black. And then you're dealing with um, all of those things rolling together and your sexual preference. How does that intersectionality affect gay white men? Because I feel like at the end of the day, they're still white men. So that is the debate because of the fact of you can't just take <laughs> one part separate and focus on that. So gay white men, 
they are fighting for gay rights, but they still have to be aware of their white privilege and what mm. that means. Gotcha. So we're paying attention to them more because of their white um, privilege rather than just because they also happen to be gay. If they are going to be fighting for gay rights, they need to be fighting for all gay rights, regardless of um, race. That's and that seems question, to be man. the issue. Anytime that there is... I feel like gay white men um, benefit from the regular white man privilege. Yes. And so it's a lot easier for them to um, get their agenda across and things yeah. being brought to the forefront. Um, but what I wanted to ask quickly now that I've kind of introduced intersectionality is have you ever seen something or experienced it um, where you have been dealing with intersectionality, like more than one thing against you? Um, whew. It's a good question. I don't think I have because, you know, I feel like I blend well with other races. Even though they might look at me in a, cer a certain way, I feel like I'm that black guy that they are okay with, mm -hmm. the safe black guy. So it's hard for me to go through some of the experience that my thuckish brothers might go through. I think you go through it. I think you don't like <laughs> to recognize when you go through it. I think Friday is a prime example. Mm -hmm. I think that white guy just speaking to you in a manner that he was speaking to you just shows me like his total disrespect. I know he was drunk. What happened on Friday? Friday, I didn't like the way the guy was talking to Johnny. I didn't like how he compared the black dude that showed up on the jumbo trying to Johnny. Oh. I didn't think that was okay. So, I mean, acceptance at what cost? Are they accepting you because, hey, we could talk this way, he won't say anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate none of that conversation that guy was having. And I was two seconds away from slapping that sh the shit out this nigga. You wouldn't shut the fuck up. And you did I just thought the nigga was just drunk. No. You, you, and you do a great job at compartmentalizing things that I can't. <laughs> like making things lighter than I do because I don't. Yeah. I, I was kind of like, yo. Because he was annoying. I'm just like, the nigga drunk as hell. I can't take this for the, who he really is. The statement when he called the guy on your screen your brother, I said, oh, look at him trying to be slick with the racism right now. I don't even remember that. Yes. I, it just, it was burning me. I was just like, yo, I want this dude really to shut the fuck up. Like, really shut the fuck up. But I, I, I think you, I think you deal with it more than you think. Maybe. Um, you're still a black man in corporate America. Mm -hmm. So that would be something that um, if you notice where the situation has more to do with maybe necessarily the, the racist aspect than necessarily you being. I guess I can see that because sometimes like me and my boy Earl, we both niggas, uh, <laughs> you know, and like we were just talking about how like people get promoted and stuff, mm -hmm. how we feel like we have to meet. Um, certain qualifications to get promoted and then we feel like sometimes white guys just get the promotion even though they might not be as qualified as we are but they just don't have the same mindset we feel like we have to meet a qualification they feel like they could just do it okay so maybe that's maybe that's it uh nita have you ever experienced <coughs> anything that's considered um kind of amplifying the different prejudices that you have to go through no not that i guess not that i realized or gave any energy to like I mean just like you said as far as um, how he wasn't paying attention to what the man was saying or compartmentalizing it like mm -hmm. I just don't think I've like I, I, maybe if it was blatant I would probably realize it a little bit more but I just be like okay whatever you still gotta deal with me yeah, but I think I I think the I think it's never really blatant. Like when you talk about the issues that they have to deal with, like when she was speaking about um, having to deal with the fact that you're fighting for like with the gay people. I'm gay, I'm black, and I'm poor. 
these are the things that you're fighting against in life. I think you may not see it, but you still, in, in, even in your field, you're a black woman in a professional field, and you got to fight against other white people, whoever else in that field, to get ahead. Mm-hmm. So those are your fights. The, first of all, the fact that you're black. Now the fact that you're a black woman. Now the fact that you're in a field mm-hmm. where they're going to look at that. You're not a black man, so nah, you're not going to get as much respect as Charlie that you see. And now, and add the fact on that you're a woman and you're black. So those are the those are the two fights that you may not see, but that's happening. Gotcha. So now you're fighting with white yeah. women. But then again, like even within where I work at, it's not even you're you're not even fighting against white women per se because our head is black. The one up under her is black. The mm-hmm. one up under her is black. So you've so got a really good that, exception. You got a really right. good thing. But I don't so I don't take yeah. white I don't take mm-hmm. black management in not in your case. I don't take black management as in seeing my value just because I have black management. Mm-hmm. Because Every black person don't see the value in themselves. So you're fortunate when you get black people who see value in themselves and value other black people. I've been around those black people who see the value in Tom over Daquan. And, you know, just to be honest. Mm. And that is, like, sad. But I, in your in your case, no, you may not have to deal with it in that case. But it, it, is, it is situations where, yeah, I work for a black dude, but he going to look out for these white folks before he look out for us. And it's sad, but it happens. Yeah, it does happen. <clears throat> I think in my case, uh, growing up with my mom, uh, always reminded me that I'm a young black man. I come from a single parent home, and these that's that's what I have to struggle with day in and day out. So when I step into these classrooms with these teachers, I've always been I've already been put in a bracket. Mm-hmm. I've already been promise not to pass so passing is something that i had to like if i didn't pass it was an issue because they've already preconceived he comes from this medium income home his his only him and his mother he has adhd he's not gonna pass so everything is stacked against me every time i walk into a school room and every time i walk into another room in life whether it's been a job or whatever I always never forget that story that my mom told me about all the statistics stacked against me because A, I'm black, B, I'm a black man, I don't have a father in the home, and I come from the bottom. So this is what my life is supposed to be like, a kid early in life, which I did that, um, and, and just being poor all my life, repeating the cycle. So whatever the cycle is, I'm supposed to repeat it. And I'm not supposed to even be alive after 18 or 21. So these are all the things that I think would be kind of my intersectionality. Yes. And the fact that of just being aware of it is definitely the most important thing because the purpose of, of being knowledgeable at it about it isn't necessarily like what you can do to change it. It's just more so being aware. Um, and then my next question is there right now, currently there's a lot of conservatives that like to use intersectionality as a negative thing. And they feel that, um, because of it existing, that it's all about minorities getting special treatment, meaning that a lot of things that pop up in this world don't apply to them mm-hmm. because they don't qualify in this caste system of being a marginalized group. And so they, for their feeling oppressed is the word I would want to use. Do you guys agree with that statement? Conservatives feel like they're being oppressed because now minorities are getting special treatment to offset the intersectionality that's going on in our world. Not at all. I believe that they believe they're getting oppressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
And, I, and if I was in their shoes, I probably would feel the same way. I've been living life a certain way, and now it's starting to change. I would feel defensive, I guess, of that. But why wouldn't it be okay for those who you know aren't necessarily treated the same way, given the same opportunities, why wouldn't you be okay with them getting those opportunities? Well, let's put it this way. Let's say um, I've got all the supply of fucking rice. Right. And I've been having rice my whole life, all the rice. And now I have to share that rice with other people. I don't think it's that you'd be sharing rice. It's just that now other people can have just as much rice as you. But if it's only a certain amount of rice, I feel like it has to be shared. Nobody's taken from your rice. If that's the case, then I'll be fine with it. But it doesn't feel like that when you see more people of color taking jobs that you used to get easily. But you already have a job. Your job is good. Yeah. It's not taking away your job. We're just giving other opportunities to other people. I would feel like I'm next. Even though I don't have my job now, they will have my job in the future. Why and that's why I would that? have that fear. And I think that's a shared experience, not with just conservatives. I think that's a shared experience, like with black people on, in certain professions. Like if you, if I niggas that was doing construction work, when you seen the Mexicans show up, you knew it was up. Okay. And 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 all the black people who own custodial companies, when you seen the Mexicans show up and and do that shit for a price that you can't you can't compete yep. with because you can't take the loss. Then yeah, you you gonna feel some type of way because you literally are taking my opportunity. Yeah. But so, what if you have black men who don't support black women being supported and coming up into the same field or wanting to have a job, <laughs> Johnny, your face <laughs> in the same aspect? Because I feel like that's a good example of it. Is like we're almost at the same level. We're dealing with the whole racism thing. We're both black, but yeah. now it's going into gender. So now you're a man, so you think that you can have a job that I can't have as a woman. You think so? Well. I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. Because then that comes down to more, do you feel like women can have the same jobs that men have? I feel like it. Maybe not um, like a plumber or something like that. (laughs) A plumber? A plumber. That's what I'm laughing at the way you said it. I had a female HVAC when I first moved in here. Yeah. Um, Did you feel like your shit was not going to be done right? I think we're no. monitoring the whole situation. Let me see. Make sure no, she's she doing was this shit right. Whole situation. Get me right up in here, man. I, I, I bet I she was. You, you got a number. <laughs> no. You got a number. I do know. As a matter of fact, I do got Julie's number. Shout out to Julie. I bet you do. <laughs> I mean, of course, she does HVAC. Like, nigga, yes, I have your number. She, my business. uncle do HVAC. McCleary's HVAC service. Y'all go holler at him. <laughs> You're proving my point right now. What? Could be, but I need. Maybe for age back work, but come on, plumbing. So you said that your your job is is all women led, right? Mm-hmm. So what if a, a a a black male came in there and was like, "We need to start having more black men be in here." Well, we do need more black men in there. <laughs> does it serve a purpose for yes, what you're doing? Because I mean, just like uh, recently, I read an article about um, one of my former classmates. And the impact of having a black teacher, a black male teacher in his life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nikki it's talks exactly. about that. So imagine <laughs> having just that black male social worker in your life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A lot of people only think of, oh, the white ladies coming. They don't know. They can't relate to me. Mm-hmm. And so being that I'm young and I go there, they can relate to, you know, I know I know the struggle. I'm like, I grew up in the hood. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like they might not explain it the way I'm going to explain it to you. So I'm going to dumb it down or... I'm a, you know, I'm going to speak 
I'm gonna speak our jargon, you know, so you can understand what's happening, so you don't think that somebody's gonna come and take your kids. So to have that black man to be able to like reach those fathers or just those hard women sometimes because you know they don't want to hear a woman sometimes. That's so true. Yeah, definitely having a man in the field is, is needed. See, some cases you need somebody of a, a different, yeah, exactly. Oh, right. And now that I'm hearing that, I'm like, wow, you have a very different situation. So overall. Who do you think wins the hierarchy of victimhood? Mm. Uh, black, uh, who wins the hierarchy of victimhood? Who's, who's being, being the black victim women. the most? Who's the most? Black women are the most victim of. Overall, I would say black women, but More it does kind of depend on the field. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. More victimized than LGBTQ community? Mm. I feel like they got yeah. more of a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're more. Hurt. I feel like they're heard more. Because if you think, because if you think about, if you think about the scope of the LGBT community, it is a lot of men, and it's all men. Now think about this. You also have. They are trans. Mm-hmm. They're poor. They're black. Do you think that that is probably like like the top three? The top. Well, the top person. If you're a black trans the, woman and you po black trans woman, okay, who is low income. I can yeah. see I can see that. I can see that. But in inside of me being honest, it's still a majority male dominated group of fucking people. Mm-hmm. And I'm including the trans women because at the end of the day, it's still you still either you you make a choice to give up the privilege of being a man. Because you feel some type of way. Like you and said, the privilege. It, yeah, because cause like we're talking about, the man part, even with the black man, the man part gives us the hierarchy over the woman. The black part brings us down under the white guy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our, you know, and I feel like if you make a choice to not be a man anymore because of the way you feel, that's fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Go with that. But you also got to accept what comes with that. Now you're putting yourself in that hierarchy because of, because of who you really are because now how you an, identify at an age now you got older i think the older kind was, of forgotten about like you're in your 40s your 50s especially yeah older older women and older trans women yeah okay so um the purpose of intersectionality being brought up um now is the fact of understanding that we can't just fight for one thing we cannot just only focus on uplifting women. So that's why with feminism and the feminist movement, there's a lot of push and separation because women are saying, we're fighting for all women. And it's like, mm, you're not really caring about what black women need or women of color also need. Yep. You're just wanting us to be there as a face, but really our needs are all are a little bit different than necessarily, say, a white woman's. Do you think white people understand that, though? You, like they might think they're fighting that cause, but do they really understand what they're fighting for? They might not. That's why I thought that episode of Blackish was very <coughs> important um, when uh, Rainbow was trying to talk about feminism as a whole, and she was very excited to be a part of this group, but then realized that there weren't any women of color being represented. Yeah. And then when it came time to actually put some of the um, black women's issues on the forefront, it was a lot of pushback. So I, then they had to separate. I a hundred percent disagree with the fact. I I think they do know. It's you just, think they don't know and they don't care? No, yeah, I think they do know. I, I think when you make a broad statement like, "Hey, we're fighting for women," you do need to realize you're fighting for black, white, Latino, Asian, 
Indian, any a woman, anybody who classifies yeah. as a woman, and I guess you could go ahead and include trans women. When you make that broad ass statement, you're including everybody, and they know that. And just this is the this is the part of me that's what you would call, I guess, the conspiracy theorist. And I know you don't like hearing it, but this whole movement came about during the civil rights movement, pulling black women away from a movement that that is more inclusive to a woman's movement because they feel like civil rights maybe wouldn't representing black women. So I, and, and, and that is and true. I, and, civil rights and so for now black you're getting your rights as a woman either. You get your rights as a woman, but you're still not getting rights of the people. You're still not getting the same rights as the white women. And, and I think they know it. I think the, I think being at the head of some shit, you know, woman's movement, I'm going to get my shit done and I'm going to get these numbers. But at the end of the day, you're looking out for your best interests. You're right. A lot of civil yeah. rights. But if you never grew up around black, black people, you would never know. It. I'm the not struggles. giving that pass. I'm not giving that a pass because, no, you don't have to grow up around black people to see well, inequality on your fucking TV. You can see and read inequality in your newspaper. I don't like giving people information passes. The information's yeah. there. But let's say you a black man, but do you understand what it's like to be white? You do think, I need you, to? Does a white man need to understand what a black man is going through? He don't have to. Point exactly. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. He don't understand. He don't know. But if we gonna fight for something, me and you together as a white and a black man, yeah. we need to understand something together. And so therefore, if we're gonna have a all inclusive women's movement and black women bring something to the table, it's your time to now understand where the fuck they coming from yeah. and fight for that. Now that's rights. true, but if the black women but if don't we just bring talking it to the about, table, if we just talk about you need to know how it's like to be no, you got fuck you. Yeah. Well, I don't need to know what it's like to be you. You don't need to know. But But if, is it up to the black women to bring it to the table or is it up to the white women? Are bringing to it to the table. Okay, see that I don't, I don't hear that. But that's not what's up front for their movement, not their issues. Yeah, and which I say, if you white, then why would you care about what a black woman's thinking about? If you're a white woman, one thousand percent. That's all I'm saying, and I think they know that. I'm not going to give them a negligence pass. You know what's going on. I'm not giving you a negligence pass. You know what's going on. You know what your group looks like. You know black women need X, Y, Z. I'm sorry. You don't get the pass. You know what's up. Now let's shift gears because now let's just stay in people of color. People of color, we want racism to, for lack of better words, obviously end and not be such a prevalent thing in our society, in our community. What about black people? And I use black people as an example just because we're black those who are part of the lgbtq community even though we are not part of that community are we doing things to help push their rights along no like, we don't as a black i feel like we're trying but we confused because black gay men have to choose between whether they're fighting for um lgbtq rights or black people rights. which still only fights for white rights once again even in that community it's the same thing with the women's movement as it is with the lgbtq it's predominantly white people who are going to profit from anything that they do. You still got to struggle with being a person of color. And no, I don't think our community steps up for, for, for them. No, not in the sense of that we have something specifically for that group, black group of people. No, we don't. Just like we don't have something specifically for black women. It's just a group of civil rights leaders and Black Lives Matter. And that's it. That's a, it's a blanket. And like I watched the TED Talk, most of it, it's surrounded by protecting black men because when we talk about these race mm-hmm. issues it is a thing of everybody knows who mike brown is we know who sandra bland bland is sandra bland had to be pushed but really she had yeah hard. she had to be pushed and there was other black women that she brought up that i have no fucking clue about 
And now we're still dealing with that same thing where there's a lot of violence against black women and nobody's talking about it. Yes. So, so yeah, it, it, it Yeah, no. Uh, to answer your question, no. I mean, but I also feel as if from our community, like, we don't accept gay people as a community. And we don't. That's part Trans of it. Trans women, we don't accept because them as a community. We don't. So we can't expect to fight for our rights if we don't as a whole them. if we don't accept certain parts of our community. But... I guess comparing it to white people, white people don't have to accept another community for that community that, you know, have their thing because they have that power because they are white. But do we have a strong enough front to combat that? No, we, we don't. So we all have, yeah, community. that's what I'm saying. No, we don't. So we, so we do have to combine. Is, is, is and I blame really a lot of shit issue. that black people deal with on Christianity. We don't accept gay people because of Christianity. And I think that's just simply it. If we did, we, we were not raised the way we were raised, majority of us, then we would be more accepting of different things. What about classism within our community? Because we got rich black, black people. They're there. They but are But are they sitting there daily giving back to the community or trying to help mm. the lower classes? I mean, we have those I situations every now and again. I cannot speak to that. That's a good one. But that's I can't not a regular occurrence. And a lot of the times is white people going like, ooh, look at this... Um, poor community that I just helped. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like can't speak to them. What did yeah. they do? Ah, oh, they did move on up. Move they on. moved on they up. Said, yeah. Peace yeah. out. Peace out. I'm sure they would want to be around more black people, but what could they do to help black people get come move up with them? Though? That's I, the question. What can you do? I guess in time. This conversation's not happening, really. Well, this is, I'm, I like the conversation. I think people should continue the conversation and keep talking about it because, I mean, I've had plenty of arguments with you about this mm-hmm. on the phone when it comes to black men, black women not being black women being a part of women's right movement. I don't like it, but I also understand the greater good through our conversations that it's kind of something that you have to latch on to. I mean, and hopefully, think kind of it's kind of like staying hopeful that things may change. Yes, and you kind of have and to, you have to you stay can't hopeful. disappear from the conversation just because you have to keep it's yourself in the conversation. About. Yeah, like just because. Black women are not being mentioned in the conversation doesn't mean that they don't exist when it comes to the feminist movement. Yes. And that's the only reason why it, it really resonates with me is just because that is one of the main things that everyone has always asked me. And I know you specifically have asked me about being very open feminist. It's like, okay, well, well are you a black woman first or are you um, just a woman first? And I'm or, or like, excuse me, are you black first or are you a woman first? And I'm like, you're a woman first. I can't say either of those things. I'm a black woman. They go together. I don't want to separate them. And yep. so because of that, that's where intersectionality comes from. You not being represented as just one thing. You are in a group that covers multiple things. So white men, I feel sometimes are. Kind of like a Venn diagram in high school. Yes, that's actually what they use as an yeah, image. Yeah, that's is when what you they look use. Up you look everything is overlapped into like one big Venn diagram. So you have one person that's going to fit multiple things. So are they just supposed to choose one thing to fight for? So if I'm low income, am I really only supposed to be focusing on just the fact that I come from a low income family and that you're, everything else gets ignored as far as rights? It, it, it all flows. So I this you. is more of just a being more mindful and hoping that you guys go and do more research and Im- get more information on what can we do to help black women that's a good there question go. that's a good question let's ask everybody i don't know you should oh that, oh, that goes out to the listeners oh, yeah, oh, that oh. Goes that goes out to help black everybody women. Yeah. what can you do john let you us think know. about it let us know 
I guess I can stop, you know, lying to him. Oh, <laughs> shit. Here we go. <laughs> All right, man. That was Miss Nikki's Corner. If you got any ideas for the corner, any topics you might want to hear be heard, hit up in the DM. Uh, Miss New Bougie on Instagram. Or you can hit us up at kickershippodgmail.com. Other than that, we're going to get into the awards. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Let's run this down in 10 minutes. Let's do it. All right, real nigga of the week. All right, man. So I was debating on who I was going to get this real nigga to, but I decided I'm going to give it to Big Sean for making Janae Ayoko nut nine times. <laughs> that nigga lying. He, I think he's one day. In one day. Still, that's an accomplishment. Unless she really know her body well, she can make herself come in like a minute. And then really, it's not him. He it's her. every day or just this one time? He just said, I made you come nine times it in one could, day. It could have been like an anniversary. What if it's never, stupid. what if it's never you? It's always her. You're just like the final catalyst <laughs> in the process. Have you ever thought about that? It could be. And then if that's the case, then he's not the real nigga. But I'm going to give him the real nigga because I ain't never made no girl come nine times. In 24, you might have. You just don't know. 24 hours? In twi- I'm not trying to have that much sex. You don't know. Like my average. I think the average. You do? See, that's why I need a new group chat. <laughs> See, the nigga told you last week. I'm not. not like that. Anyway, um, but it's a several of dudes is like, I mean, nine times. I mean, that's normal. That is not normal. I don't, okay, okay, I can say this. I've had. Okay. Okay. Coming in organ. Oh, oh, time out. Talking to the mic. Explain those differences. What I mean, well, personally, because what's to come? Feels good, you know. It gets a little bit more lubricated down there. Okay. You, you know, is squirting, is squirting coming, or that's uh, orgasming, orgasming. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Okay. Like, for me, when I have an orgasm, it, it's like when you guys come. Like, oh. Everything you be like, oh. Is that when they push? <laughs> is, is, I hate is that visual. Is that when they push you out? Is that the orgasm? When the muscle spasm and they kind of push you out. I would say that's more coming. Yeah. So what's the actual orgasm? When you have an orgasm, I mean, it's it's intense. It's super intense. Oh, like, like a tingling feeling. Yes. Like so, say if you're like um giving, say if you're playing with her clit all the way, like that's the easy one of the easier ways to make her have an orgasm because it's direct stimulation. So then I would associate squirting with orgasm. Okay. But some people sometimes. This this too much. Yeah, because you know what your orgasm feels like. Do you feel like sex is over after you orgasm? I mean, it can be. Mm, okay. Because I be tired. Yeah. But you probably be putting that work in, though. It depends on the kind of sex you have. You know what I'm saying? Because if you have, like, toys involved, it can be a, bu- a bit much. I got you. All right, real nigga <laughs> shit. Coming from wild. another nigga that heard a nigga say that he doing nine times, <laughs> I feel like he a real nigga. I think nigga. you've done it. it. After that ex- explanation, I think you in, in a day maybe. I think the come nine time things, you've probably done it. I feel like maybe three. But three is probably my uh, my world record. But, but now that takes the value off yeah. come. Or orgasm. There's several women that have never orgasm, but they probably come. Mm-hmm. 
Give it up for Nita, man. Now I'm about to act. I'm like, so you this said you was coming, so, but did you orgasm while you came? I'm not asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was having this conversation the other day, and while we on this top topic, I'm just gonna share this. I was having this conversation the other day, and I was like, I said something. I said, there's really no way for a guy to know if you're satisfied unless you judge the post sex. And so the girl laughed. She said, what are you saying? I said, well, this is how I see it. Because you never really know what's going on. She could lie to you, tell you you got the bomb dick, da 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 mm-hmm. She could tell you really laid it down that day. But for me, or the only way I could truly know is to see the aftermath. So did she get right up and leave? <laughs> or did she lay there Does for a really? Hold on. Okay. Did she lay there for a minute? When she was laying there, was she shaking? Or was she just like getting her life together? Did she go straight to sleep? Did she, Straight to sleep, I heard. Because we debated this. Straight to sleep was like, maybe, maybe not. Depends. Oh, okay. And then last but not least, her tidbit was, you know for sure, and ladies, fact check me, if she asked for a glass of water. <laughs> these were... <laughs> yeah, these were... No, these were I spewed that. out the first three. She spewed out the last one about the glass of water. I said, the glass of water? Glass of water? Really? I, but these are like as a man you can you don't know because we just sat up here and thought coming was something nita says orgasm is something not coming so now it's like okay i, I would say something. both yeah both don't negate something. one They're okay okay but at the end of the day nobody and a lot a high percentage of women don't orgasm so at the end of the day you you, you really don't know you yeah, know, but you don't know. Body. Some girls I be knowing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it I go. Depends. I guess Every I come different. from. I guess I come from the because women lie too. True. No. I used to have sex <laughs> with this girl, and like I could tell because like um, she would like pulsate a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, but see, I, I did she just it. told I did me it. that might not mean anything. It does. It all means <laughs> things. Everything means something. That's why I say you have to read who you're with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. You gotta read the body, bro. You gotta read the body. You you know, niggas don't read. I ain't even sweating. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't even sweating. Just, just, just report. You just need to know whether she's satisfied or not, regardless of if she came, orgasm, whatever. Is she satisfied? Yeah, because a lot of people say that. Because y'all be taking way too much. They're they're happy even if they don't come. Niggas. Yeah, they be lying. Who was they? All right, man. Well, <laughs> I'd be happy. Who was they? The women that say that. The women that be saying that to you? I do. Right. Nah, I be I be, like lately I be doing my thing though. All right. But it was a time they in my lie. it was a time you're right. It was a time in my life when I was eating a lot of fast food and I wasn't giving the performance that I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my pelvic muscle to hit the <laughs> ass when I'm stroking. All right, man. Don't dunce metal. Take a listen. Um, Caitlin Sewell, the University of North Texas System Assistant General Court Counsel, spoke at a UNT event uh, when hate comes to campus, and she wanted to talk about protected speech. And here we go. Uh-uh. Some kind of conduct with that speech rose to the level of violating federal law. So if I said something offensive, um, you know. Uh, to say a lot of offensive things in here because it's impossible to talk about first amendment without saying 
horrible things. Um, you, you know, you're just a you're just a dumb nigger, and I hate you. That alone, that's protected speech. If I say that and I put a, a hood over the, that person's face or take some kind of conduct, then we might raise the level of speech. So if you walk into the dean of students' office and start screaming obscenities about f this place, f all of you, you know, you're all f stupid. They can escort you out, and they can and they can do that immediately. And and you say, no, that's my free speech right. No, I can I can tell them all to f off every time I want. So as soon as she finishes this statement, somebody raises their hand and say, hey. Why did you feel the need to bleep out the F word, but you ha you couldn't have this conversation without <laughs> right. saying nigger? She put in her own resignation for that one. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. She I don't get it. She's been dying to say that shit forever. Yes, because I, I feel like that's where <laughs> it came like, from. She She's was like, oh, well, this is a perfect time and opportunity and example of being able to use this, but I'm protected under the First Amendment and have free speech. Mm, but then you nigger. took 17 steps back and, and said, didn't say... Nigger with ER at the didn't end. Say, you said the F word. Fucking nigger. It would have been worse if she tried to say that, uh, take out the ER and say A. That's true. That's like your homeboy that be saying nigger. <laughs> Yo. All right, man. Person of the week is going out to Ruquan Brown. Ruquan. Um, Ruquan the God. 17 years old out of D.C. is a track and football champion. And in his community, he's the first entrepreneur and activist. After losing his friend and his father to gun violence, he started a clothing line called Love One. Love One donates 20% of his sales to a New Jersey organization called One Gun Gone. And what they do is they buy guns from the New Jersey communities and turn them into art. This young man also is a scholar with a 1320 SAT score and has received 24 scholarship opportunities, one of them to Harvard. I'm not going to list the rest, um, but shout out to that. Uh, mm. Speaking of HBCUs, before we move into the movie minute, I was watching A&T play Bethune Cookman. Oh, said. yeah. They beat the shit out of them. They niggas. definitely did. It is sad. The fucking I'm looking at that on this screen and Oregon on this screen. And I hate to say it, but I do not blame those athletes for making the decisions they make when they get opportunities. If athletics is your prime concern, because if that's your field, I could imagine your workout facilities. Oh, yeah. I could imagine your practice facilities, your supplementation, like everything that they provide at Oregon, I could imagine just looking at the field. Hey man, that's because Nike probably give Oregon two, three and, million and dollars a year. Is the a and T is a D one school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm just comparing it to good compared, I'm compared to comparing uh, it to Oregon because that's what's on the screen. I also yeah, see yeah. Boise State was on the screen. Oh yeah, boys, they got a lot of funding. That's the thing when it comes to that. That's why you would choose a white school over HBCU because the funds that they put into the athletic programs. These big corporations, they won't sponsor and I smaller schools. Yeah. I just hope that the day comes. Like That's I said, like BB&T pay for that stadium, but they, uh, A&T stadium, but come on, they barely gave them a million. They gave a million dollars over 10 years where they give it other companies what? a million dollars a year. That's it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say that. Um, Movie Minute. Jukebox Johnny Movie Minute. Let's go. That's what's up, man.
All right, y'all. Movie Minute this week is Nobody's Fool. This movie was written and directed by Tyler Perry, stars uh, Tiffany really? Haddish. Yep. And uh, Tika Sumter. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't know Tika. What is that? Yo, Tika bad as hell. It. it was when oh, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish's character got out of jail. Yeah. Oh, what, oh, what can I watch this at? Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Art of Fire Stick. Oh, uh, black uh, Amari Hardwick's in it. Shout out to Ghost. That's why I, I tweeted. Oh, I was like, yo, that nigga Ghost gets some pussy every movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, he good at the sex scenes I, too. I've read the script now. Um, I know I'm homeless in this movie, but can I fuck another homeless person in this movie? We got you. We got you. <laughs> we got you. He gets a vagina. Oh, Tina every movie. is bad. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, oh shit, because she had sex with Ghost in the movie. I'm spoiler alert. What? Too late. Yeah. Um, how, what, how many minutes in? Uh, shit, I'd probably say like 45 no minutes way. in. This is not. And they were both butt booty naked. Damn. <laughs> uh, but the movie, I was surprised. I thought I was going to, I was like, I'm not going to go to the theaters to watch it. I'll wait till it comes on Netflix. And it came on Netflix and I watched it. It was pretty funny, man. Tiffany Haddish, usually she's annoying, but she had her very funny, funny moments in this movie. Okay, um, she did a good job, I think. And they, like, they gave her enough time to do her funny shit, but still stay with the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much what it is, is Tika Sumter character is dating a guy that she met online. Um, she never met the guy before in person. Um, and then she's basically Tiffany has just like, you ain't never met this nigga before. Let's go see who he is. So basically they're trying to figure out who this guy is. She's dating. And in the meantime, she's got a side relationship going on with the coffee shop owner who is Amari Harvest character. Uh, <laughs> coffee so, shop owner is hot like Amari Hardwick. Okay. <laughs> sure. So definitely go check it out. Uh, yeah, if I, yeah, yeah, you can do anything in LA if you're black. True. Uh, go check it out. I'm gonna give it three and a half waves, so it's, it's definitely worth it. It's not a four part. It's not a four waiver or a five waiver, but it's definitely worth going to watch. Maybe you cuddle up with your boo and watch Nobody's Fool. All right, man, Johnny. Thank you for that movie minute, man. That has been episode eighty, man. We thank y'all for tuning in. Jukebox, man. Where can they find your social media, bro? Um. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, J-U-K-3, B-O-X-J-O-H-N-N-Y. All right, Miss Nikki. Um, everything is Miss New Bougie, M-I-S-S-N-E-W-B-O-U-R-G-I-E. And Miss Nita, thank you for joining us again. <laughs> what can I find you on social media? Um, you can find me at Southern Bell Nita on Instagram. I wish I could spell all it out, but <laughs> 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 I am not spelling to be sham. <laughs> um... And it was good. That I just wanted to have you come back, sit down with all four of us, not just half of us, so you can get the full effect of how we rock um, when we all three in the room together. It's your boy Jumpman Jones. You can find me on Instagram, Soul Train Company, like the Soul of a Shoe, and you can find me on Twitter at Soul Train Co. Listen, I seen. Uh, I've been binge watching Godfather of Harlem. Mm. It's a good ass show. Where's that at? Uh, I think that one's on Hulu. No, I think no, that's, that's on. on that's on Amazon. Yeah, I was say y'all know how <laughs> he, he a bootlegger. Y'all, y'all know I'll how I'm rocking. I, I get everything, so that's why I I, I, I only sign up to get. He said he a bootlegger. The, the quality I am, <laughs> um, but um, I was watching it and there is a scene in there. Uh, I didn't know that Bumpy Johnson and um, Malcolm X were intertwined throughout their lives, and so there's a scene in there where Muhammad Ali has been. Muhammad Ali well he hasn't been Muhammad Ali but he's been with the nation for a minute and the mob wanted him to take a dive against Bumpy's wife's boxer now the his management group 
wanted him to get a world title shot. If he takes the dive, he gets the world title shot. Bumpy went to try to get the evidence that they had against Muhammad Ali because at that time they didn't want people to know he was in the nation would have run his shot. So he goes back to tell Malcolm, hey, Malcolm, I'm not going to get the tape. He's going to get the shot either way. Let's just let him take the dive. Malcolm looks at him and he says, you know, brother, um, you know, the Bumpy Johnson I knew cared about, you know, the white man taking away our fair fairness to fight. Which brings me to my quote. Malcolm X couldn't get Bumpy to change his mind, but Muhammad Ali did. And he did it with one simple quote. He said, I can't take that dive, sir, because I believe I'm great. And he looked at Bumpy and he said, you are great. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all next week. Y'all have a good day. Daddy, are you on the radio?